What period is that game in? He died in Lakeville North. I don't have to watch that game. I believe that is in the third period, which is verified 1334 left. He died is up seven to one? Uh, yes, they are. Wow. You know, it starts to happen though when you get a couple of goals in that game at that level. And if you really, if you're on your heels, it turns ugly quick. It can. Because Lakeville's a pretty good team. Thank you, Coach. Yep. Gotcha. Thank you, Coach. Got a breath. Everything all right? 28. 28 degrees? Yep. Uh, we got to get rid of the car girls at uh, car shows. And for what reason are they? Well, uh, I was just noting this. Uh, at the Geneva show, the big one in Geneva, Switzerland, uh, automakers want to focus their minds more on the cars, not the women. So I guess that's going to be the new trend now that uh, the gals won't pick up that extra uh, cash, um, you know, standing around pretending they know how the car works. And that's too bad because, uh, you know what, they probably made a pretty good living going from town to town until they found their next level or opportunity. In the wake of the Me Too movement's explosion and growing awareness about sexual harassment, some auto executives have been taking a new look at the traditional use of often scantily clad women on display stands at auto shows. Now, wait a minute. I, I have never seen... I'm, are you reading my mind? Okay, go ahead. I've never seen a scantily clad woman at an auto show, one they, of the auto show girls. I've always been dressed, you know, some elegantly and some might have a, you know, a cocktail dress on, but never... A bikini or a thong. No, I've never seen that. Right. I, I love. Uh, I I love to go to the auto shows uh, where they have the girls, and I love to try to get their attention. <laughs> I'm sure you have to work hard because they're focusing on the cars, of course, and not the guys that are walking around. Well, but I I I, I you know usually I got the orange shoes on. Oh yeah, you get you get their attention for the wrong reasons though. That's your problem. Right. There's so, more uh, of a sympathy, like oh that guy got away from the group. Uh, so apparently this is starting in Europe, but I'm sure it'll spread to the, uh, to the U S, uh, that the gals will, uh, I don't know who the, the gals are. I suppose you, you get an auto show comes to town and I suppose the, uh, people who run the auto show call a local modeling agency and say, we need 15 gals at, uh, you know, 20 bucks an hour or whatever. And. Then they go over there and they pretend to, you know, here's how you open the door. And well, they're pros. I'm sure they get more paid more than that. I don't know what the pay would be. I have no idea what the pay would be. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's. <clears throat> let's face it, uh, the women are are pleasant to look at, and it complements a nice car. And I don't think that is, you know, unless you're trying to grab their arm or or really. Uh, talk nasty to them, it's not a problem. Okay. And people are well-behaved. Isn't the car show this weekend here? Uh, i got to find out from Molly from Niemer Fieger, and she'll... I think Molly's already uh, emailed us a few oh, times actually, about that. Okay, I'm going to look at that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the director of social media in the house? He is in the house, and... Um, no, but is he in the studio? Uh, he's not in the studio. He's I just... See. He's only in the house. He's preparing... Uh, he's preparing his arrival. Yeah, and, and Molly from Niemerfeger yeah. sends us an invite to watch an estimated 600 vehicles roll into the convention center for the 45th annual 
Twin Cities Auto Show, presented by Super America. This year's display will be the largest in years, featuring an estimated $21 million in new vehicles and exhibits. The auto show begins Saturday, March 10th at 10 a.m. Are they advertising with us? Uh, they usually do, yes. Well, do you know if they are? Uh, I haven't looked yet, so I can't verify that. All right. You know, come on down to the auto show. No, I, I, I know. I, oh. I was just going to say, I don't really feel any need to go to the auto show, but if they're advertising with us, I certainly wouldn't discourage people to, of course. to go. You like to go to it. Uh, the, our entire family likes to go to the auto I show. I didn't go to the boat show this year. You didn't? Well, at some point, what's the point? Well, it's <laughs> nice. I, I, I'm not going to buy a brand new vehicle, but I'd like to go see and so I like to sit in the, uh, I like the, uh, the Infinity um, SUV, the 86 or 56. Do you have the Ray of Hope button ready? I like that a lot. I like to sit in it and pretend that I'm driving it. Right. Uh, you and I had to uh, com- uh, do a survey Mm-hmm. And we stumbled upon a ray of hope. Yes. The survey asked if you were male or female. They provided only the two genders. Here's today's ray of hope. That's a ray of hope. That is a ray of hope. Um, and it was a radio-oriented uh, survey. You would think that <laughs> radio's at the cutting edge of this sensitivity nonsense. Uh, and yet, uh, when you came, I put male. You did. I, I did see that. Yeah. After you found, uh, okay. The trend continues. I was filling out some paperwork for some people that were going to be flying to New York this weekend. Uh huh. I had uh, two options. Yeah. For gender, you yeah. had to fill out whether they were male or female. It's another ray of hope. It wasn't. It wasn't six. It wasn't other. It wasn't three. Right. It was male or female. The the airline industry and the and the government wants to know: is there a male flying or is there a female flying? Well, I wonder how soon that will change, because you know it will. You know, some activist got up this morning looking for something to complain about, and will probably uh, zero in on uh, uh, airline paperwork does not provide me enough gender choices. Wow, you're probably right. You know, I the. Uh, I came upon a story today that is not only unnerving, it's the mystery at work, okay. but it's it's to me, it's one of the saddest ones. I don't like the sad ones. The ones that I get outraged for. You know for. the one I'm talking about? The uh, school. Oh. It, it's, oh, yeah. To this... me, it's a sad, sad one. Uh, it's, it's, it's foretelling our doom, I, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I feel dreadful about it. I really do. Um, and I, once you get into that, I have a couple of comments about uh, what it might lead to and how hypocritical these people are if they don't follow through with other uh, uh, treatment of, of women. Well, you lost me there, but I'm sure that will It'll come you, out later. When it, when it comes I want to see how far they're going to take this. When it comes out in context. Yeah, uh, yeah. I might as well not delay it, huh? No, it's uh, that's, we, it's positive Thursday. Should we get the sad news over with? Uh, yes. I, you know what? <laughs> I can't. Uh, the little mouse thing here. You need some help from no, me? No, here, just a minute. I got it. If you need, I it. got it. Got it. You got it. There you got it. Right there. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere.
I didn't know this. It was on the, uh, I think it was on Channel 4 News last night. <sighs> I hate to be in the mayor, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, this one saddens me. Uh, students and staff at Patrick Henry High School are uh, meeting with members of the community to discuss uh, changing the name of the school. The Change the Name movement has a lot of support, but there are those who feel the school's name should not be changed. We started this campaign back in September, said Enatan Yarbrough. Enatan Yarbrough is a teacher who is advising this group of students in their quest to change the name of their high school. Well, right off the bat, I have to tell you then, for my money, he's not much of a teacher. Informing people of the name and who Patrick Henry was and the kids did presentations, they did assemblies, and they reached out to the community, Yarbrough said. I have it in my mind that Patrick Henry was in the state high school hockey tournament. I'm uh, verifying that right now. I have a way to do that. 64-ish? I was at 63. I'll go over to 64 and look here. Sixty-four. Oh man! God, my memory. Way to is go! Sharp. Wish your eyes were better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they placed third. They beat Minneapolis. Patrick Henry beat Bloomington six to one. Wow! And then they, uh, well, they didn't have a farewell against St. Paul Johnson, of course. Paul which Johnson was a nine zip. They beat them. Power of that day. But they did win the third place game. Who'd they beat? Uh, that it doesn't tell okay. me. I got to scroll down. Isn't here. that amazing? I what you know? Why does the brain do that? I'm glad it does. Isn't right. it, the, the 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 capacity of the brain is extraordinary? Why would I have remembered that Patrick Henry made the? I bet you, and I'll I'll do it. I'll give you one better. I tell bet me. that was their only appearance ever in the tournament. Ah, I don't even know if they field a hockey team today. You know, you the demographics have changed so much. Well, there's. I think there's. There might be a Minneapolis uh, uh, co-op team. Programs, 25 cents, St. Paul Auditorium. Patrick Henry is 90% students of color. More than 50% of the student population is black. Most feel the name does not represent the student body. Why wouldn't the student body feel represented by one of the founding fathers? Ramsey Middle, School, uh, Ramsey Middle School in South Minneapolis, they got their school's name changed to Justice Page Middle School. That was about one or two years ago, and we are looking, and we are following almost the exact same procedure and process for that, said Janan Ahmed. Students are following the template left behind by students and staff at Justice Page Middle School. The process is laid out by the school district on how to go about changing the name of a school. This is a high school. There might be a little more attachment to the name, said Yarbrough. After the meeting, alumni and community will be asked to complete a survey about their position on the name change. Then they will compile a list of top five names. One of the most popular names is Unity High School, Uh, which means nothing. Boo. Means nothing. No history. Unity doesn't have any history. And you, are you unified? No, you're not unified because you're still going to be complaining about something. It's going to require black parents to put a stop to this. 
It's going to require black garage logicians to say this must stop. Of course, the problem is he was a slave owner. Okay, Patrick Henry was not a prolific writer, but in his writings, he uh, he advocated for the end of slavery. And even though he didn't have a plan in place to bring that about, he also uh, uh, he did insist that the importation of people who would end up as slaves must end. Uh, no his, points awarded for that. Is yeah. that? No, that's that it's just you're a slave owner and the trap door opens. That's that's, that's the bottom line. Right. But kids, they all were then. But here, uh, do you see where the danger is here? The the mystery uh, of the extreme left cannot be brought about until the history of this country is erased or uh, modified. And the danger here is uh, not only. Uh, I, I, this. The danger is the What's future. What's their team name? The Patriots. Uh, uh, yeah, their nickname is the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Are we going to change the unified? This this notion of the kids saying um, this school does not represent the name does not represent who we are. Sure, it does. You're Americans. Uh, uh, Patrick Henry was a founding father of the country. Uh, if you're going to apply this uh, litmus test of slavery. Does anyone see the danger? Does anyone see where the mystery has a large opening here? I would imagine all the founding fathers were slave owners. At at one point, I'm sure. Or their their families were. To me, to my way of thinking, what's truly in danger, I, I never thought we'd get to this point. We began discussing the mystery, what do you think, Rook, 10 years ago or maybe uh, more longer? Than more than that. And at first it was a lark, and and then it became too evident that that there really is a mystery taking place. With your crazy predictions that the presence of a male will will be some sort of uh, harassment. But do you see where this can lead? Yeah, it's spooky. It, it leads to the elimination of the Constitution, which would be the Mysterians' ultimate victory. So it, uh, and it would replace this republic with another form of uh, government where your rights will be granted by other humans, not from above. So like an employee list on the uh, on the Declaration of Independence, are we going to have to just start scratching off the, the guys that were slave owners and, and maybe write a new one? Even though those guys said everybody's equal. They may not have said that being a slave owner. Is give me liberty or give me death. Uh, was the final line in a speech he had given to the Virginia Commonwealth, maybe. He was governor of Virginia, among other positions he held, self-taught lawyer. Uh, (laughs) That doesn't happen today. That was uh, his admonition to his uh, fellow politicians that war with the British was inevitable. And uh, there were those, of course, who didn't want that to be inevitable. And he, he laid it out pretty strongly and said, not only is it inevitable, but give me liberty or give me death. And then he got the hair here, here, here. Harumph, harumph, harumph. This is heartbreaking. I, I, I don't know what more to do. This is heartbreaking. This is far more heartbreaking than the... Uh, Good old Calhoun. Than the kids changing, wanting to change the name of Kaufman Memorial Union. Mm. <clears throat> Kaufman had nothing to do with the founding of the country. 
It's far more heartbreaking than changing the name of Lake Calhoun. John C. Calhoun was not a founding father. That's the new name. <laughs> it's taken the wind out of sails. It's taken the wind out of my sails. It's taken the wind out of my sails. How do we... It's not fight back. How do we... Because I don't want to fight back. Well, How 90% bring... of the kids are students of color, and they've all been sold this preposterous idea that that somehow distinguishes them as uh, having uh, a set of uh, rights or obligations uh, that, A, have either been denied them, or B, uh, uh, they have been misrepresented because uh, of who the founding fathers were, and they owned slaves. And... Uh, unfortunately, uh, we've said this a million times, uh this country, more than any other country in the world, uh, changed that behavior. And, of course, we don't own slaves today. Uh, but they all did then. Uh, and, and because many, of that, you want to erase uh, all of their virtues and their good works. How many? I would love to know what percent of the population has really dug in and done their homework on this. Or are they just jumping on the bandwagon saying, yeah, that's right, that's the way I feel. Well, but they've a, never thought yeah, anything. Well, well, they fingered another slave owner. Yes. We're in trouble, brah. We need some pushback. Positive pushback saying, uh, we understand he was a slave owner, but most of these guys on these uh, founding If it wasn't for the likes of Patrick Henry, there wouldn't be a Patrick Henry High School today. You wouldn't be living in a free country. You'd We'd have the king and the queen. Yeah. We'd be going to William's wedding. Or is it Harry? I think it's Harry. Oh. Metafast. No twins action today. They have the rare spring training day off. They will play Tampa Bay tomorrow. Uh, to a quarterfinal in the Boys State Hockey Tournament. They're underway. Edina easily handling, uh, handling Lakeville North. 7-1 to the final there. And underway shortly, St. Michael Albertville and Duluth East. Tonight's round of games in the two-way quarterfinals. Hill Murray and Minnetonka. And Centennial and St. Thomas Academy. Uh, the chief off-site correspondent informs me that Ben Franklin did not own slaves, nor did Adams. And they were founding fathers. Okay. Yeah, Adams was we got two much, guys. Very much against it. I know that from reading. Who wrote the book about Adams? Remember a couple of years ago? It's uh, very popular. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But anyway. That's the I one where uh, Jefferson lives, right? Didn't they both die on the they, 4th of July? They died on the same, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the other one thought, remember they had that bet mm -hmm. that the other one was going to die first? And the one guy... Uh, McCullough? Adams said McCullough, Jefferson lives. Right. David McCullough? Even though he was already dead. How do you pay off that bet? It's a tough one. Yeah. I bet you die first. Well, you got me. <laughs> Timberwolves have signed. Come and get your money. <laughs> right. I mean, how do you pay that one off? The Timberwolves have signed veteran Derek Rose. He rejoins <laughs> Wolves coach Tom Thibodeau, who coached him with the Bulls in Chicago. His career has not gone so well since he won the 2011 MVP. He tore his ACL in the opening game of the 2012 playoffs. That started a series of career-threatening knee injuries. Uh, also, he had a little bit of a fall from grace from a 2016 civil rape trial that ultimately resulted in an acquittal. He's reportedly twice considered reti uh, retirement due to his recurring injuries, taking sabbaticals from both the Knicks and Cavaliers in each of the past two seasons. News notes from today. Additional information has been released in the investigation into that state trooper-involved shooting near Moorhead on Monday. According to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, 30-year-old Melody Gray of Milwaukee allegedly pulled a gun on a trooper who stopped to help after her vehicle spun out on I-94. 
Court documents say the incident happened when the trooper discovered the car was stolen, tried to arrest the male passenger in the car, Dominique Creighton, also of Wisconsin. Authorities said Gray, who was the driver, tried to shoot the trooper. Mm. The gun didn't fire. Good Lord. Wow. Uh, apparently, from another uh, art- article I read about this, she pointed the gun right at his head, pulled the trigger. It did not fire. Well, She's wow. got to go away forever. Uh, yeah, I wish we could do it sooner. Just forever. Hey, look, can we quarter people anymore or is that done? <laughs> no, you can't do that. That's when the trooper shot Gray in the arm after that happened. Investigators said she then took off to a nearby field but was found taken to the hospital where she remains. According to a criminal complaint, Gray was charged by warrant with first-degree attempted murder, unlawfully possessing a firearm, and receiving stolen property. Creighton is in the Clay County Jail on first-degree damage to property, receiving stolen property, giving an officer a false name, birth date, identification card, and obstructing the legal process charges, according to the complaint. Both have outstanding warrants in Wisconsin for felony charges, including kidnapping. Jeez. The trooper was not hurt. He's on standard paid leave as the investigation continues. The BCA reports there is dash cam video of the incident. Let's just get rid of these scumbags. Florida authorities say the driver of a pickup truck was drunk when he crashed into a van, leaving a Minnesota twin spring training game in Fort Myers, killing one woman and injuring 14 others, all those people in the van from Minnesota. Highway Patrol spokesman Alvaro Fiola told news outlets Nisbeni Surat Garcias was driving his truck recklessly Tuesday night, nearly causing crashes before he hit the van. Garcias was injured in the crash, had a blood alcohol level of more than twice the legal limit to drive in Florida. He faces multiple charges that include DUI manslaughter and causing bodily injury. Law enforcement officials say the crash killed 21-year-old Lorene Van Rees of Andover. Her 50-year-old mother, Kimberly Van Rees, was among those injured. Blustery nor'easter dumped over two feet of heavy snow across pockets of the Northeast and has left more than one million utility customers from Maryland to Maine without power. Massachusetts had the most residents in the dark with electricity cut to more than 304,000 customers as of this morning. New Jersey also had 230,000 customers without power. Meanwhile, commuters were facing delays, hundreds of flights still grounded, and communities enduring another dangerous cleanup second in two weeks as the snow brought down trees. And power lines. Is it done now? Is the storm off the uh, sea? Yes, most of it uh, is gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they got something else a brewing for yeah. later on. They're, they're going to have one every week, I think, at yeah. this point. President Trump uh, reportedly is upset with White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders over her responses yesterday <laughs> regarding his alleged affair with porn star Stormy Daniels. Daniels, whose legal name is Stephanie Clifford, filed suit against Trump this week, alleging he hadn't signed a non-disclosure agreement that would have prevented her from talking about their alleged sexual affair. Yesterday, Sanders told reporters the arbitration was won in the president's favor. That statement would be an admission that the non-disclosure agreement exists and that it directly involves the president. It's the first time the White House has admitted the president was involved in any way with Daniels. Sources say the president's not happy and that Sarah gave the Stormy Daniels storyline, quote, steroids yesterday. Just weeks before the 2016 election, Trump's legal counsel, Michael Cohen, paid Daniels $130,000 of his own money. He admitted that in February. Cohen has said the president vehemently denies any sexual encounter between the two. I think if I was the press, I wouldn't be worried about uh, Sarah. I'd be worried about uh, Melania. <laughs> what Wouldn't you love to know what agreement he's reached with her? Yeah, it's... Uh, Look, just hang in here to list that I'm done with this, and then you get a check for right. $50 million or something. They're really not falling all over themselves like they did with uh, Michelle Obama. No. 
U.S. Embassy in Mexico has issued a new travel alert for the Caribbean resort city of Playa del Carmen, where an explosion on a tourist ferry injured 26 people last month. The embassy says in an alert posted on its website that they received information about a security threat in that city, and U.S. government employees are prohibited from going there. It adds that the U.S. consular agency in Playa del Carmen will be closed until further notice. However, today, Mexican officials insisted that Playa del uh, Carmen is safe, despite this security alert. The government of the Caribbean coast city of Quintana Roo said that President Enrique Peña Nieto is scheduled to attend an event in Playa del Carmen today. The resort is near Mexico's most popular tourist destinations like Cancun, Cozumel, and Tulum. The U.S. Embassy did not specify the threat or say if it was related to the February 26th blast or the subsequent discovery of apparent explosives attached to another vessel. A dad had to jump into action and deliver his baby girl in the front seat of a car before cutting the umbilical cord with a shoelace. Oh. Jamie Galley was rushing his pregnant wife to the hospital in Lincolnshire, England, when they hit horrible traffic and were forced to pull over by the side of the road. That's how his wife... Yes, but there's a baby coming. Please, clear the way. Clear the way. Find the gap. I looked up from reading the story. All I saw was Rook's two front teeth out, and I knew right away. I don't know why you have to expose your teeth. Find the gap. Yes, I forgot to brush this month. Uh, yeah, they pulled over on the side of the road. That's how his wife, Sarah, ended up giving... You think you could have at the thing with his <laughs> teeth, man? They would have cut right through. Wow. <laughs> ended up giving birth to their daughter in the passenger seat. How to... did he how, explain the shoelace? Uh, oh, well, he... let me explain it to you. Yes, of course. <laughs> you grab the shoelace, you're in quite a, a little knot. Like exactly. a sewing motion? A Nottingham knot, yes. A knot. I learned how to in Birmingham. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good, Brooke. Or whoever you are. Dad. Jamie, I guess. Yeah. Yes, came out like a little gherkin. Uh-huh. It did. That's a pickle. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, Jamie called 911 when they are on the side of the road. The operator walked him through the delivery. The dad described the scene in the car, saying after a few more pushes, she was out. And that was the really scary bit. Huh. Well, they had a girl, John. That's correct. Yeah. Jamie went on to say, obviously, the umbilical cord was still attached. We didn't have anything to cut it with. So the call handler said we should use a shoelace. He described to a news service how a woman who lived nearby saw the couple's hazard lights on was able to bring the couple a shoelace. Jamie said when it came to the Wait, wait, wait. He didn't even use his own? As long as you got somebody bringing you a shoelace. No, no, don't bring a knife. They said shoelace. No, no. (laughs) Bring him a knife. That's a great point. Or a blanket, you know, something here. Jamie explained when it came to the umbilical cord, I couldn't believe it when I was told to use the shoelace. I've never heard of anything like that. When you think about it, he said, it's pretty grim, but that's the only thing that was nearby that we could use, so I did what they told me to do. Uh, soon after, he got the umbilical cord cut with the shoelace, an ambulance came, took the newborn, Perry. And a new shoelace. <laughs> Perry, that's P-E-R-R-I-E, a female, and the mom to the hospital, both have recovered. Who's Perry? Nicely. That's the baby, P-E-R-R-I-E. I wonder how the baby sounded upon delivery. Yes. Wah! Wow, but I don't have teeth yet. I know it's a girl. Yeah. Got a husky voice, don't you, Yes, Perry? of course. Mm-hmm. A future. Forecast here in Garage Logic brought to you in part by It's Just Lunch. Hi, Dave. Hi there, Joe. How are you? Very good. 28 degrees outside. Just gorgeous with a lot of sunshine. Yeah, it is a beautiful day. And um, even though it's below average, the average high right now is at 37 still.
We're going to see a low tonight drop to 15 degrees with increasing clouds, kind of a cloud and sun mix tomorrow, 34. 37 on Saturday, maybe a little light rain or snow shower in the afternoon or evening. Doesn't look like a big deal at this point. Some flurries Sunday morning, 38 for the high. Anything that falls is, this time of the year is going to melt pretty quickly, especially when it's just light like this. Then Monday, 37, 38 on Tuesday, 45 on Wednesday, a big jump. And then 50 on Thursday, a nice little jump in temps there at the end of the week. Uh, and pretty dry all the way through the end of next week. But then Friday, a, a week from tomorrow, we could get some showers and thunder showers up here. So we'll watch that system as it uh, gets a little bit closer. But until that time, just an increase in clouds tonight down to 15. Right now we're at 28. All right, thank you. Uh, let's visit the destruction of the Academy. They get, they get harder to believe with each passing example. There's a Christian student group at Wayne State University that's in Detroit area. Mm-hmm. And they've had to file a federal lawsuit against the school. For what reason? Well, <clears throat> well, they're a Christian club. You know, I suppose they have picnics and dances. Yeah, and it, of course. You know, there's a chess club. Yeah. And a Debate, mock debate. trial. Yeah, the whole thing. they got a Christian club. Okay. And uh, but they've been stripped of their status uh, as an official school club. Uh, they're called the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and they got the school stripped them of their status. Can can you imagine why? Uh let me think. Ah, too religious. Uh, essentially, <laughs> in this day and age, essentially, uh, they've been stripped of their status because the the club requires its leaders to affirm their faith as a Christian. Huh. And and they're the Christian club. They're mm-hmm. a club that's already been accepted. Mm-hmm. They're already allowed to to greet, to meet, and 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 plan things. And mm-hmm. mm. uh, the uh, the school says the uh, you don't have your official status as an official club because you require your leaders to affirm their faith. And uh, Wayne State has four hundred student groups that contribute to its intellectual and cultural diversity all of which are free to select leaders who embrace their missions, except suddenly one Christian student group, said uh, uh, the law firm representing the Christian group. Uh, InterVarsity, the Christian group, welcomes all students to its meetings and to join as members, the release said, and requires only that its leaders believe in and live out Christianity. Don't Michigan universities have bigger problems than who leads Bible studies, Lori Windham, Beckett, Senior legal counsel asked, Wayne State should focus on educating kids instead of policing uh, their beliefs. The uh, decertification means that the club now holds second-class status and is forced to rent tables like outside vendors if it wants to host discussions to reach out to new students. Also, the club can no longer reserve meeting rooms for free like the other student groups. So they're asking their leaders to practice what they preach, and that's being called discrimination against other faiths. Okay. 
In the lawsuit, the Beckett Law Firm listed a number of student groups that appear to limit to, that appear to limit membership and/or leadership based upon race, color, sex, national origin, religion, or other prohibited factors. There's the Ahmadiyya Muslim Students Association, which seeks to bring Ahmadi Muslim youth together and is made up of regular young Muslims uh, trying their best to practice and express their faith. They they haven't been decertified. Wow, okay. The Albanian American Student Organization, which was uh, says it was founded to bring Albanians together. Well, you'd, you'd think they probably would like an Albanian in their leadership ranks. Yeah, you know, a little uh, something new. Alpha Phi Alpha's website states that it was the first intercollegiate Greek letter fraternity established for African Americans. I would imagine in that fraternity, you'd probably like an African American in a leadership role. Okay. Right? The Association of Black Social Workers at Wayne State is comprised of people of African ancestry. The Association of Latino Professionals for America develops the next generation of Latino professionals via experiential leadership development and mentoring. Uh, but when it comes to this place, uh, this school, uh, the school has found that it's discriminatory. Isn't that, isn't that, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be this positive Thursday. It's positive Thursday, bro. What are we, how are you going to spin this? Wayne State uh, did offer a statement. Wayne State uh, took action to decertify the student organization InterVarsity because it is in violation of the university's non-discrimination policy, which is consistent with the United States Constitution. Every student organization that applies for organizational organizational status must agree to this before being certified. The university is obliged and committed to protecting the constitutional and religious rights of everyone on our campus. Attaining official student organization status is a privilege rather than a right and is conditional on compliance with our policy of non-discrimination and equal opportunity. It, it, it's, it's beyond the pale. It, it's, it's, it's such a blatant attack on Christianity that they can't possibly, they can't possibly win their law. The, the, the state, the school will lose its lawsuit. It shouldn't ever have to come to a lawsuit, but the school has to lose this lawsuit. There's how could anyone look at this with a straight face and say that these people are upholding the Constitution? Right. Oh, and then maybe this is the one where uh, people come to their senses and realize that uh, we're really up against it. We we have rules in place, and this is the way we have to to proceed. Mm-hmm. You know how long the club's been there. The Christian Club, mm-hmm. uh, Wayne State in Michigan. Uh, I'm thinking since about uh, 1900. 75 years. 75 right. years. Not too far off. And they're uh, they're decer- decertified as a club uh, because they would anticipate that not not they they're not anticipating who joins. Whoever wants to join can join. What they're what they're anticipating is that their leadership would reflect uh, whatever the club uh, has determined to be their Christian values, and that's that's discriminatory. Well, well, we no. got some things to work out here, or uh, this Wayne State does, because the uh, center is not holding. The Falcon has not returned for the meet. <laughs> 
around and round the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the like falconer. Right here, like John center, and Kathy from the... Center uh, cannot hold. Raptor Center, you know, the, the, the hawk, the falcon always comes back for the, the, the treat. The meat? Yeah, the meat in this case. The Center for the American Experiment. Yes, we got it. Well, I, I, we have a story coming holy, up though. after the top of the hour that okay. you're both going to have to help me with. Uh, that's why we're that's why we're always here every show I understand. every hour all the time 24/7 that's right right this is the way here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life Joe Sushiret. <laughs> when the Beach Boys play, because Carl's no longer with us. Right. And Brian? He doesn't tour with them. He's on his own. Got it. This will be the old uh, State Fair edition of the... Which is a shame. That's uh, the the only way a lot of people know the Beach Boys. They don't know that Holland and Surf's Up and some of the stuff that's just beyond... It'll still sell belief. out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. Take that up.